0: third episode of small town missing
1: y'all i'm excited Rhonda. i have no idea what you're covering this week i'm so excited
2: A- and will i know you've got another one coming up here soon and I'm, I'm excited for yours too and yes. i i won't spill the beans but i actually remember when that event occurred
1: oh so well and it's i think it's crazy too because like you said it's it's amazing because i kind of know Maybe a little, like uh, just kind of like your information and stuff like that. Not completely about what you're talking about, but just the idea that so many cases are out there that have little information. That's so crazy.
2: I don't know. Oh yeah, exactly. I've, I mean, I've been, re- I've got about three cases I'm researching right now, and uh, these people just disappeared um, and nothing. You know, very few clues. Not uh, not a heck of a lot to go on. Family members members can't provide additional information. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's
0: they pretty it, much just ghosted.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And well, it's 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 so it's I don't, yeah, it's very sad that people disappear. And if people do know about it, someone saw something. They're not forthcoming with the information. Yeah. But anyway, I guess we're kind of digressing, digressing
1: here. here. But I think before you get started, we want to tell everybody, like, thank you so much for the, you just, I guess, like how the podcast has been received and the I response guess. like that. It's just amazing to see. So I'm so excited. I hope it continues.
2: I do too.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Now to start the episode.
2: Okay. Well, today's episode is about Dr. Cheryl Lamont Pearson. I don't know this one. On the night of January 4th, 2002, Dr. Cheryl Pearson had gone to a Memphis Grizzlies game and had returned to her home in Bartlett, Tennessee, alone. Uh, She wasn't married. She lived alone. A very friendly person, very outgoing person, well-liked. But, uh, and and by the way, Bartlett, Tennessee, is a small town. Well, maybe not all that small, but a town outside of Memphis, Mm -hmm. to kind of give you some reference. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, two of her friends stopped by shortly after she arrived home, and they stayed until about, I guess, one a.m. And uh, Pearson told her friends that she had to go to bed because she was going to be watching her children's, her sister's children, the following morning. And according to her friend uh, Andrea or Andrea Fox, who had stopped by that night, she said that uh, Cheryl really enjoyed time with the kids That she'd spent a lot of time with the kids and she was really looking forward to seeing them that next morning mm-hmm. and just keeping an eye on them babysitting them i guess if you will mm-hmm. what kind of if you don't mind me asking Rhonda, uh, she's a doctor she is she's a pediatrician oh a pediatrician so yeah she really likes kids yes. i guess yes she does but and and a very smart woman yeah she had earned a chemical engineering degree before she she got the medical degree and became a doctor. Hey,
1: talk about having a
2: backup plan. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. uh, Wow. Very, very smart. And she was a graduate of, I believe it was Meharry Meharry Medical School, which I think is in Nashville.
1: Well, and to think, too, because you have your four years of, you know, prereqs, your four years, which I'm sure she had because of her primary degree, but four years of medical school, you have your residency. It's like all this kind of stuff. So she's busy. Uh,
2: She is busy. She is busy. Mm. Like I said, very smart woman. Yes, very smart. Uh, so that next morning, Cheryl's sister, Lorinda, arrived to drop her kids off. But uh, Cheryl wasn't at home, knocked on the door, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when she checked, Cheryl's car was gone. Now, she was immediately concerned because Cheryl was a insulin-dependent diabetic. Oh. And obviously, she was concerned that, say, Cheryl had thought, oh, I need to go pick something up before my sister gets here and the kids get here mm-hmm. and, and you know, got in the car and took off somewhere and maybe had some kind of medical emergency. Yeah. So obviously very concerned. Exactly. So she, um, uh, so she um, immediately contacted the Bartlett police department. Now, when the police arrived, they found no signs of a struggle in Cheryl's home. But what they did find was Cheryl's cell phone and her pager. Mm. And as we had said, she was a well-respected pediatrician and she had actually been on call that evening before.
1: Oh, okay. So she would have had that pager. Yeah, she, she would, would not have been have... separated. From no, that. exactly. Because I mean, as you can see, like I'm sure she was a very diligent woman in
2: in that regard too. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not something that she would have been without. And not only did they find her cell phone and her pager, but they also found her insulin and her diabetic supplies. Mm, so
1: I mean, especially, you know, and I can see them thinking like, oh, if she's going for a short trip, but. If you're going for a short trip, like you need your cell phone, you need all that stuff. So, I mean, why would you leave that? That's just, it doesn't add up for me.
2: Uh, yeah. And I'm not one of these people. I mean, if I go anywhere, my cell phone's with me. Oh, I mean, Even if I'm wandering around the house, it's usually in the room where I am so I can hear it. Yep, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so, when people, uh, when the police uh, accessed Cheryl's phone records, they found that she had received a call at one fifty eight a.m. that Saturday morning, hmm. and the call came from a Sitco station about a half a mile away. I just don't, look, uh, you know, it's one fifty eight in the morning. Goodness, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess
1: she'd be up at all hours of the night, so.
2: Uh, well, but she had told her friends she was going to go to bed so she could, you know, be refreshed for the yeah, next true. morning when the kids arrived. True. So, but anyway, so she received this call and I said, as I said, it came from a Sitco station about half a mile away and she answered the call. So the police knew that she was at home. Yeah.
0: At the very least, she was alive and at home. At 158. At, that time. at yeah.
2: yes. at 158 a.m. And the call lasted for only five seconds. Oh. So, you know, the police, obviously they don't know. But they're speculating that oh, it could have
0: even sleeper. <laughs> she what could have been a sleeper agent?
2: What? Oh, hey, Thomas. Go, go on. Start
0: thinking. Start thinking espionage. Uh, well, I mean, we could go sleeper agent. We could go alien abduction here.
2: Oh, I mean, but no. Uh, think
0: about it. Five seconds. You can get one word out. a, co- yeah. a code word. That's that's your activation. Oh, code. this sounds
2: like one of our history podcasts. Oh my gosh, yes. maybe this will, this will bring to the history it, podcast. Think about
0: it. What if she was adopted, or what if she? What if she was the only one of the kids that was programmed?
1: Well And the, well, the sister wasn't. Well, it does sound as if like, you know, going along those lines, at least, and I don't know, Rhonda, if you think this like um if it's some like kind of call that is only five seconds, to me it's a call that you're expecting. And maybe it's like, hey, I'm here, you know, something like that. Like, hey, I'm at yeah, the set
0: It's it's something that's like I have enough time to say one, one or two thing, things. And then hang up. And you're going to be here. Yeah. It's kind of that. Yeah. So that's weird. I don't know. So, so that, I, that's why I'm saying, yes, I know it's an extreme leap, but something like that. Or she she got a page that they didn't find or that she deleted. Because could you delete messages on pager? Oh, I don't recall. It's been I don't remember. You know. yeah, I, I, I remember my brother had one. Because I, I do remember the 90s and early 2000s fairly well. But I, I obviously never had one. So I didn't know if you could go and delete messages. So what if it was she got a message, she answered the phone, and it was whatever she was told?
2: That's Hmm. weird. I don't know. That That is very weird. That is very weird. And, of course, the police were speculating, kind of like you guys, was it someone who called to see if she was at home and then hung up? Yeah. That because be five seconds, yeah, like, very short. She's like, hello, and then they just hang up the phone. Right, right. Mm-hmm. She says hello a couple of times, and then they hang up, or yeah. she hangs up. Yeah. Or could it, like you say, could it have been someone saying, hey, I'm down here at this station, you know, half a mile away. Uh, you know, can you come pick me up? Whatever. Yeah. You know, because you can get at least a sentence out in five seconds. Yeah, like, was, yeah. yeah. For sure.
0: Uh, where was the sitco? Did it say half the address?
2: About ha- No, I didn't. Well, the address, probably in some of my sources, it's... It's in there, okay. but just for this podcast, I just put it's a half. It was a half a right, mile well, away. Let's
0: test this. Okay. Sit go on Elm. Yep.
2: I mean, you can do, I it. do it. You could do that you easily. Could say,
0: you could say where you could say the location in the five seconds and so then hang up.
2: How many seconds did that? That probably could take
1: two. more than that two. That
0: should be three.
2: Three seconds. Shoot, yeah.
1: I don't even think that was three. It was probably well, like two. I'm watching the time. I'm watching the yeah. time, but I mean, yeah, well, that's, it, my,
0: it was probably less than three. But going by my scale, it was three.
1: Yeah, but. Okay, so continuing on, Rhonda, I'm sorry. We went on a tangent. Uh, hey, no It's a good tangent.
0: It's because, a I mean, very good tangent. It, this is a mystery. This is something we don't know. No yeah. one knows the answer to. Any, any number of possible answers could be right. Yeah. Yes, there are extreme answers and theories and conspiracies, but... Legitimately, in situations like this, there is no wrong answer until you get the right one. Exactly. It's like like science. Yeah. You don't have the right answer till you have the right answer. Mm -hmm. So you can say, oh, well, this is the most likely outcome, but there are other outcomes Mm -hmm. that are possible. Mm -hmm. Mm.
2: That is a good point. Uh, But yeah, let me continue on this and then we'll talk about what, you know, what are the options and what her family and friends thought yeah and not necessarily what they thought happened to her but what they thought wouldn't have happened to mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. okay so Cheryl had a blue Audi and her car was not found until two days later about two miles from her part from her house from her home at an apartment complex mm-hmm. and I didn't get mm-hmm. a lot of detail about the apartment complex who might have lived there if there was anyone there uh, that she was associated with or was a a friend or a colleague or anything like that so i didn't find any kind of detail like that yeah and uh, so not really sure what happened there but why and i didn't find any detail did anyone see anyone driving the car or place the car and the police did not know how long the car had been there i guess maybe that was before cameras were so readily available yeah, yeah. Oh, what, yeah. what
0: year was it again? Two thousand and two too I feel like, you know, they, cameras There would have, would have been, been security cameras in some locations, but you said it was an apartment complex? Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. They w- might have had ones at the entrance, at the entrances and things like that. Maybe. But they, but they probably wouldn't have had security cameras covering every inch. Like, mo- most grocery stores don't even have security cameras covering every inch of the buildings. Well, if you yeah. think
1: about this, too, like, I was kind of going, like, you know, we were just talking about, oh, well, you know, why don't we have information of you know wire car was there who, who lived there i think it might be too thinking that police might be holding some things kind of close to their chest that way if there's ever if they do ever find a suspect for this maybe that suspect can incriminate themselves by saying that something that the only the police know because a lot yeah. of investigations like that are kind of tampered with if they give too much information yeah because
0: so, yeah. say like not giving anything away but saying okay I know we know this person was here at this time, but we haven't told anyone in these past 20 years that yeah. they were, that we know this person was there or that this happened at this time. Mm-hmm. If they can say that they were there at that time, they're more likely. Yeah, more
1: yeah, likely. Yeah.
2: That okay. And also interesting was what they found in her car. They found her car keys, her medical bag, and $140 in cash in an envelope. In the trunk of the car.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. that sounds suspect.
2: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she carried her medical bag like I guess like a purse. Well, yeah. So, and that makes sense. She would have had her car keys with it. And well, also,
0: she's a doctor, so a lot of doctors car- would carry their medical bags like that.
2: Right. Yeah, and, and it but. makes sense. And then the $140 in cash, it was in an envelope. Maybe whenever she went to the game the prior night or the that, uh, I guess it was a Friday night, the Grizzlies game, she probably stopped to pick up some cash and left it in an envelope because it was like a bank envelope, like you'd get out of an ATM. Okay. Oh, okay. That
1: makes more sense because I'm thinking of like a manila <laughs> folder yeah, envelope that's what or I was something like that. Too. I was yeah. like,
0: okay, where's she where's Yeah, she where's fun- she going? Funding. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I wonder if she
1: gave like, you know, if if she was the type of doctor that maybe would do house calls or something like that, you know, or like, you know, maybe someone called her and was like, hey, like, I need you or, you know, I don't know. It's just it's it's another thing to think about.
0: but with such a short call, they wouldn't have been able to. I Again, that was back during pager, so they could have said through a pager who was going to call you and then tell her the address. That's true. Or vice versa. That's true.
2: Uh, that's an interesting idea, Thomas. Yeah, like I said, uh, they found the pager, but there was no information about going back through any messages. And I, again, okay. I had no idea if you can delete a message off a pager.
0: Yeah, or, or it's possible because I don't remember if they they had batteries; they didn't have to be charged. So I, I don't know. I don't know much about pagers.
2: Yeah, so. I don't either. Like I said, it's been many, many years since I've had. <laughs> I'm just like I still use my. <laughs> okay. see, I, 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 have even, a, I have a uh, museum piece. I carry in <laughs> my purse.
0: I, I just remember that we would have to wait on my brother to call us. He would have to use a payphone, and he would like he would like page dad. And he would call us from a payphone in the early 2000s Gosh, he it didn't sounds, have a cell phone.
1: it sounds archaic in now nowadays terms. When was the last time you guys saw a payphone? I, I well, she we, we used like to like 0-2-0-3. Oh,
0: oh oh yeah, well, yeah. I,
1: you know the grocery store we worked at had one, but it was taken out eventually. I don't it know. was
0: not there when I was working. Yeah, there.
1: it was there when I first started, and they took it out.
0: Yeah, it, it, I think it had gotten taken out right before I got started. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things, thank God.
2: So, Rhonda, what what happened after they? So they found the envelope. Yeah, they found the bag, the keys, uh, everything. And this is from an interview with NBC News, and Detective Ken Lee said the car— Oh, oh, let me back up. No sign of a struggle in the car.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's no blood, no scratch marks, no nothing. Nothing, and uh, uh, here no we go again. Material.
2: Yeah, an uh, interview with NBC News, Detective Ken Lee said the car was too clean. No fingerprints were found, um. not even Cheryl's. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, so it, had been, it had
0: been cleaned yeah. after the fact. Okay. Seriously cleaned. Yes, detailed. Wow.
2: Okay. Yep. So this leads investigators to believe robbery was not the motive. I mean, obviously $140 still there in the car. Yeah, in a bank envelope. You could see it. And no sign oh. of a struggle in her home or in the car. So they think she possibly knew her assailant. Mm-hmm. And I hesitate to say assailant because... I. I don't know. I guess the person who took she, her, yeah,
0: yeah. abductor. Yes. Yes. she knows her. She knew her abductor.
2: Yes. Well, it makes me
1: wonder too. Like, I wonder if um, they could trace back. Like, you know, I wonder for the money for the 140 dollars it makes me wonder if they knew that that was Cheryl's bank or, or or like did they know it was her bank or was it like a bank that was unfamiliar you know because like I don't know if different people have different em- envelopes like maybe it wasn't yeah. in, in a th- you know I don't know I guess we just yeah, don't have could that it just had a
0: bank logo and we don't know if she was actually banking there yeah or if it was somebody else who got the money out for her to take somewhere
1: yeah like if there was a deal happening or something yeah. like that I don't know <laughs> there's a lot of speculation I mean, here
0: yeah, I mean... Don't you, take you, anything
1: we say with a... You take it with a huge grain yeah, of salt. This,
0: this is all 100% speculation because it is unsolved. It is unknown. So
1: well,
2: it would, you
0: can't but, get rid of any potential options. Like no, I said.
2: you can't. But the comments you made, Thomas, are interesting because, you know, maybe... I mean, I wouldn't say that she was anything like... I don't know how to put it. Yeah, I'm not really not sure how to put it, but your comment was interesting that maybe she disappeared voluntarily. Yeah. She was working on something, doing something. We talk about a chemical engineer. Yeah. Very smart woman, I'm yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So could she have been working on a project? Yeah. And maybe she was pulled away because of some kind of urgency. I I don't, I don't know. know, but that that's I think that's a much better feeling than, than a something agent. tragic <laughs> than something tragic happened. Yeah, also, I, which I, I hope it
1: wasn't sleeper anything. Agent would be cool.
0: Yeah, well,
2: I I hope it's nothing nefarious. Um tragic,
1: it's all yeah. or tragic, but it's just it's just interesting a woman with a good head on her shoulders having the job she had, the I guess you know, the friends and family, you know, that she kind of dealt with and she had she was going to what watch the kids or something that day. Yes, or, yes. That's just weird. It's just
2: weird timing i don't know yeah it yeah is. i mean that kind of does yeah that definitely i mean for your comment your your possible outcome is really 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 far-fetched oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again sounds like a movie i would rather think something like that happened to her where she left voluntarily because she had a well, job she had to do versus something tragic happening well, yeah. to her
0: why not it being a possibility we are what when was when did the cold war in the early 90s so we're not yeah. even we're not even a solid decade out of the Cold War. Uh, sleeper agents are people that are undercover, blend into society, have lives, have relationships, have existence. They That's don't true. that they are no one that would ever be expe- expected. It could be your kindergarten teacher. It could be the cop down the street who. Wa- patrols the block every day
1: it could be ronda as long
2: <laughs> it could all, be. all it
0: takes is one phone call and a phrase being said to them that they're, and they're activated uh, yeah. yeah and it's like okay this life is dead it's time for me to go and do my job yeah they they're i mean sleeper agents even have kids their wives and or husbands don't know anything about it
2: you know i think we watch too much television i think well, so no, too. That's,
0: that's an actual fact about sleeper agents they are people that genuinely blend in with society they are. They are. When, they're, when they are not on their job, they are this other person. And whenever they are on the job, they are a different person. Tom that is, is the is a sleeper role.
2: Agent. He is the agent he's In, He's speaking of. Interesting, Very unlikely, but... Interesting. Okay, well, continuing on. But the the police believe that 158 a.m. call has something to do with her disappearance. Mm-hmm. But no, no proof, nothing that they can offer. No. And I'm not sure... And again, I find so little information on this particular case. I I know they questioned people, but uh, yeah, numerous people were questioned, but I could find no numbers. I mean, a lot of these cases I look at, they have like, oh, we had two hundred and fifty volunteers show up for the weekend to canvass the area, yeah, and, or something, and you know that kind of a thing. Or we had uh, we had one hundred and fifty interviews, you know, with possible you know people who had may have had information, people of and interest. I, I didn't find that kind of information with this particular case, and uh, I may go back and revisit and see if I can, you know, uh, maybe reach out to maybe the sister or someone who's close to the case and see if you know what all was done to try to locate cheryl yeah since i couldn't find that information
1: yeah it doesn't really sound like they you know they, they had a lot of info on that that they wanted to divulge
2: and, and maybe that's it maybe you're right will that they're hanging they're keeping it close to the vest mm-hmm. in case they do find a suspect
1: well it's so weird though you think that you know i i can get the keeping it close to your vest but sometimes after 20 years of not being solved like you need to give some new info you know, you know to help the the public
2: i know well think about it here we are in 2022 and it was you know last month it was 20 years ago last month yeah and i just can't imagine the family you know every year hitting that anniversary and you know will we find out something this year
1: and just not having any info or leads to go on
2: yes yes that's so crazy and yeah and to continue on uh cheryl's or yeah cheryl's friend stated that she was behaving normally in the hours before her depends dependent of uh, disappearance mm-hmm. the two friends who came by Said she didn't seem afraid of anything, didn't seem upset about anything, just behaving normally. Um, From Charlie Project, uh, she was described as a family-oriented person with no enemies and would not disappear voluntarily. And that's what I was saying. These are things that people said would not happen to her.
1: Yeah, just she's not the type of
2: person. Right, right. I mean, she had a great job. She loved her job. Uh, She loved her family. And, yeah, it's just she would not have just Voluntarily disappeared.
1: Yeah. You see a lot of things like people being like, especially some cases that we've seen, like, especially before people disappear, they're really paranoid. They're like, oh, somebody's watching me, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Nothing like that. No, nothing like that for this case.
2: Yeah. And according to Gene Baxter of Tennessee Cold Case. Dr. Pearson's medical colleagues uh, describe her as an excellent doctor who cared for her patients. And in the days after her disappearance, uh, the, her colleagues passed out flyers in the area, or created flyers, passed out flyers uh, that weekend that she disappeared. They even started a reward fund for information leading to her safe return. So mm-hmm. she was well thought she of. She was well well liked. Yes. And yes. missed yes obviously missed so just to wrap it up uh dr pearson was a 30 was 37 year olds years sorry <laughs> dr pearson was 37 years old when she disappeared in january of 2002 she's african-american uh five foot six inches tall and at the time weighed about 160 pounds she has a dark birthmark on one side of her face and she has a sixth small finger on each hand oh okay so and uh, she was declared legally dead in 2009. Mm. You know, her family you know hoped and hoped but kind of kind After of, that time, yeah. right, just kind of like, well, maybe we have to move on. I'm sure that's what their thoughts were. Uh Dr. Pearson's parents and colleagues uh had contributed to as I said a reward fund and the phone numbers for the Bartlett Police Department and the reward hotline are going to be included in our show notes, along with the sources for this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and again, to like I said, I could find no no numbers on how many volu- uh, in, interviews were conducted, information on searches or the number of volunteers included in searches. And I couldn't find anything. Um, uh, there was one person that the police really questioned, but there was no one who was ever listed as a suspect yeah or even really a person of interest i
1: know and that's so that's so sad too because time is the worst enemy in these situations oh, yeah. if you can't like 20 years or you know 50 years as in ruth's case we're working against like a clock here and i'm like you know the longer we wait or don't have answers the less likely we're going to solve it so yeah fewer and yeah. fewer
2: people available to provide that information yep but again you know the uh there is a uh, a reward fund out there. So if there's anyone who does have that kind of information, again, that number is going to be in our show notes and also the Bartlett Police Department if you have anything that you can contribute to help find uh, Dr. Pearson.
1: Well, hey, that might be a good continuation episode one day. Maybe we can actually get
2: it, some information that wasn't listed somewhere. Maybe. Uh, and I will. I'll, I'll see if I can reach out to someone to see if there's any more detail that we can get. But Not a lot of detail other than she disappeared and Mm -hmm. no struggle. Couldn't find anything unusual and no one associated with her could think of any enemies that she might have. Bless her heart. I
1: just hope that, you know, I I hope it wasn't anything nefarious,
2: but I don't know. It's just weird and sad to think about. What a tragic case. It is. I agree. But that wraps it up for uh, Dr. Cheryl Lamont Pearson.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out RTW's Wild History Ride. What we're doing right now is we're releasing one Small Town Missing, and then the following week, we'll release a Wild History Ride episode. Yeah. So we're alternating mm-hmm. weekly. Uh, for the foreseeable future, we will continue to upload Small Town Missing to the RTW feed,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: but eventually we will move it to its sole channel. And it does we, have its own channel, yes, too. Yes, it already. does. We already have the channel up and running. It's already being used, but we have it available on RTW for now so that we get listeners on both sides. Mm-hmm. Anybody that has not yet found Small Town Missing, it's personal channel. It's available. Also, don't forget to check out our Instagram, RTW Wild, mm-hmm. I believe is what it is. I think that's it. At RTW Wild. And give comments. Uh, share what you think. And give us some cases, if you guys think of any. Yeah. For our history or Small Town Missing. Both. Both. Yes. And...